All right, everyone, welcome back to episode 10 of Bardic and Ritz Blazing Hot Podcast. Today, we're going to jump into the NFL divisional round action. Heck yeah. Going to start with the first one in a while? Absolutely. All right. Chiefs 27, Jaguars 20. Chiefs might be screwed for the rest of the playoffs. Yes, um, I absolutely agree with you here. Um, listen, if it wasn't for the Jaguars being a young team and making some mistakes, um, Jamal Agnew fumbled on the one. Um, Trevor Lawrence threw a bad pick towards the end of the game. Um, I think that we would see Jacksonville in the AFC Championship. Um, you know, Kansas City got lucky that for whatever reason, um, Jacksonville allowed Travis Kelsey to have 14 catches and two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest news coming out of the AFC is Patrick Mahomes is hurt and this is going to be huge going into a huge game against Cincinnati that's at full power. Yeah, they say it's a high ankle sprain, and that's what happened to Tony Pollard, and he was out for the rest of the game. I mean, Patrick Mahomes isn't running the ball every play, but still, he could barely hand it off for that second half. So, Well, first off, Tony Pollard broke his like fibula, I guess, because he's getting surgery on it. Oh, did he? When they ruled him out, they said it was a high ankle sprain. That's what they initially said, but then they're like, yeah, he completely broke it. Gotcha, gotcha. But, yeah, I think the biggest thing in this game was the Jaguars, Patrick Holmes goes out. They have a chance to, like, capitalize on their opportunity. And then they let Chad Henney go 98 yards down the field and score a touchdown on them. Yeah, and they started on what, like the two-yard line? Yeah, two-yard line, 98 yards. Yeah. And, And like I was saying, you know, when I first started talking about this is, you know, you have Jamal Agnew, and Jacksonville only lost by seven, and he fumbled it on, like, the two-yard line, getting mm-hmm. ready to score. That would have been seven points. Christian Kirk missed, like, three different passes that would have put them in good field position. Um, if Jacksonville wasn't young and inexperienced and, you know, made some of those mistakes, I think that they would have won. And to look at this Jacksonville team that's going to have Calvin Ridley next year and Doug Peterson, who's going to have – you know, a lot of pool in the free agent market, as well as knowing who to draft and what they need. Um, the Jaguars are going to be disgusting in the next year or two. Yeah, it all comes down to inexperience, I think. It's just a, such a young team and such a big game at a place like Arrowhead. It's crazy that they're that close to winning. Yeah. Here's the thing. Um, I know we'll talk. We'll, are we going to preview the games just because of um, time today or not? Yeah, we'll preview them. We're only have four to review and two to preview. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. So here's the thing. First off, with Jacksonville, like I said, when you give up 14 receptions, 98 yards, and two touchdowns to Kelsey, I don't know how you expect to win. And if you look at what everybody else did on Kansas City, Kadarius Toney had five receptions for 36 yards. Um, Juju had two for 29. And everybody else had one or zero receptions. And Um, I I think the biggest thing for the Chiefs now is, you know, if Travis Kelsey's taken out of the game, can Patrick Mahomes improvise? And like he's been doing, he'll step out of the pocket. The eyes will fixate on him, and that allows the receivers to get out of that um, area in which they're being contained by the secondary. And I just don't think so. So, um, you know, I don't trust their receivers. And I think that this was a huge game because if – You take away what Travis Kelsey did. um, I don't know that Kansas City wins this game. Yeah, I agree. 
All right. You want to move on the next one? Yep. We can do this one really fast, okay? So, Eagles 38, Giants 7. Man, not uh, much. All right, next game. No, 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 no. We're not doing this one fast because, first off, we had a bet, and the bet was if the Giants lost, you had to wear an Eagles jersey, and you're going to have to post it on social media, which we will get around to. I was about to say, I don't own many Eagles jerseys, so. Oh, no, you can, mine. you can have my Nick Foles, Nick Foles Super Bowl jersey. Oh, can't wait. Here's the thing. This is what I got to say about the Giants. I knew going into this game that the Giants didn't really have much of a shot. Listen, the, the Eagles' defensive line is filthy. Um, they stopped Saquon other than one big run. And I don't think that's a reflection on Daniel Jones. I don't think that's a reflection on Saquon. I think that's just a reflection on, um, you know, having a young offensive line that um, you still have some holes there. And they don't really have any receiving threats that are going to scare the Eagles. Um, I think they're a team that in the next year or two, if they continue to draft and hit free agency right, um, they could have a very solid team going forward. But um, you can't ask Daniel Jones to do much more than what he did because what what was he supposed to do? I mean, if his receivers couldn't get open and the Eagles pass rush was just jumping down his throat all game, I, I don't know what they expected him to do. Yeah, I mean, he didn't look good at all but like you said he was being pressured the whole game but it's just some of those plays where he's just missing players under pressure and like if he's going to be a franchise QB we expect him to like make throws under pressure and like Tom Brady Aaron Rodgers and all those guys they've been pressured in games before but they can still make the throws when it has like when it comes down to it I I agree but here's the thing this was Daniel Jones's first year with Brian Dable Mm -hmm. um he's been getting better every single year. And I just think when you go up against a Minnesota team that has a horrible defense and they don't play very well, um, you know, your confidence is going to get blown through the roof because they were able to push the ball down the field all the time. But when you go up against a Philly team, that's substantially better. um, There's a lot, it's a lot different trying to move the ball, especially when you have Hassan Reddick coming flying off the edge at Daniel Jones every play. No, I agree with what you say. Like, the Vikings are probably the best team for the Giants to look their best against, and the Eagles might be their worst team that they could possibly look worse against. Yeah. They're just bad two teams that go in a row. Yeah. And, and I'll say this, though. Although the Giants, you know, their defense isn't great, at least for the Eagles going into the NFC Championship, Jalen Hurts looked good. Um, people misunderstand that the plays that he just kind of went down and didn't run, it wasn't because he was worried about getting hurt. It was because he had no chance to make a play, and he's just like, all right, let me do the smart thing. Um, the Eagles running backs, they looked really, really well. They were able to get through that game with no injuries. But this is the biggest thing going into the NFC Championship. Devontae Smith had a great game. Dallas Goddard had a great game. A.J. Brown didn't. And I think even though A.J. Brown is an all-world talent, it just shows how much the Eagles are able to do even when their best player on offense is taken out. Well, do you think a little bit of that has to do with Giants had a pretty bad rush defense and you guys are the number one rush offense and ran for like 250 yards? Everybody's going to look good when you run for 250 yards. Oh, absolutely. I, I think that has everything to do with it, but it just – 
it makes me feel better that, you know, going into a game where this is your third time playing the Giants and it's the divisional matchup, it's a huge game, Philly was still able to be dominant like they were all year. I just think that they didn't skip a beat. And when they get into a bigger game, like next week against San Fran, um, they're going to have that momentum. It wasn't like, wow, they barely went out there and won. Yeah. It was a good year for the Giants. I liked it. Brian Dable, big upgrade. I think the Bills miss him a lot. We'll get into that. But talking about other head coaches, Nick Sirianni is getting a lot of flack on Twitter. Do you like him? I, I love Nick Sirianni. Does he not give off he, fake Philly? He gives off lots of like trying way too hard to seem like very Philly when he, he doesn't seem like that type of person. Well, here's the thing. Um, <laughs> when, when you're like a Philly person, it just kind of comes naturally. And I think he's one of those guys that's like, he's so young. He's kind of like the coach from Miami where like, he knows how the players want him to act. Like he's not that stone cold Philadelphia guy. Like he has that swagger about him. And I think that's what, you know, the team rallies around and likes, like he's one of those guys. that's like, okay, I'm from, I I'm assuming he's from like LA or something, but he was coaching out there for a while and he comes in and he's like, I'm going to embrace what Philadelphia is not like, um, what was the Phillies old coach's name that went to the giants? Do you remember who that was? God. Hold on, I'm going to search it up. It's not Kitchens, is it? No, it's Gabe Kapler, okay? Gabe Kapler came over from, like, he was this California guy, and he didn't really, like, flow with Philly. And even though Nick Sirianni may not be down to the core of Philadelphia guy, like, He's got the right emotions, and that's that's all that counts. I love Nick Sirianni, and I think he's doing a great job. The only thing I think is insane that he said the other day is he said that having Jalen Hurts out there is like having Michael Jordan out there. I that's one that. of the most wild quotes of all time. Jalen Hurts just won his first playoff game. He he did, and you're comparing like him to a six-time championship winner, Michael Jordan, the greatest he, basketball player of all time. He didn't mean like that. That's I know, but he, that's not what he meant as far as winning six championships. He meant the mentality. Nothing phases Jalen Hurts. Have you have you ever seen him get riled up about anything on the field? No, because they don't. We'll get to that too, because they have an easy schedule and they don't play anybody. But no, he. Listen, if you want to compare like mindsets and mentality, I I see the comparison. I really do. You could even make the case for Joe Burrow. I, I see that case. All right, well, talking about Joe Burrow, Bills 10, Bengals 27. The Bengals are good. They might be the best team in the league. Yeah, It was not a fluke last year. Yeah, everyone thought I was crazy when I was talking about it with some guys at school that I thought Cincinnati was going to beat Buffalo. And I was like, first off, they have a really, really good team. Second off, they were in the Super Bowl last year, Mm -hmm. and they are on one of the hottest streaks in the NFL. And third off, I don't think that Buffalo is that good. Like, they're good, but they're not, like, a team that I go up against and say, wow, like, this is going to be a hard game to win because there's there's holes that they have, and those holes are kind of over overlooked because of Josh Allen and because of Tredavious White and some of the guys that they have. What yeah. I will say about the Bills is they were very injured this year. They were very injured in that game. But at the end of the day, it's like – 
you know, the Bengals just took it to them. They won it. Yeah. Also, like, the whole storyline was coming in this game was Joe Burrow has no offensive line. They're not going to be able to survive. The Bills' defensive line did nothing against that O-line. They're all backups, and they couldn't get any pressure at all. Well, I was just talking to my dad about that, and he was saying about, like, because I didn't really get to watch a lot of the game. I got to watch a bit of it. Mm -hmm. But they were having trouble because of the snow and how um, slick the field was. But, I mean, that's no excuse. Um, You play in Buffalo. What do you mean that's an excuse? You're in Buffalo. I I said there's no excuse. Yeah. Also, this is where I said they might miss Brian Dayball. I get that they had like a crazy offense. Josh Allen has an insane arm. But if you watch the games, number one, they can't run the ball to save their life. So that sucks. But they just don't get first downs. Every ball is like either Josh Allen gets pressured and he scrambles for 20 yards or they're throwing it 45 yards down the field every play. Yeah. They're just not like they don't make drives. They just take big shots and it's like, all right, well, three and out. Yeah, and, and here's the thing. I And I have to always come back to the Eagles because that's the team I watch the most. But the Eagles' play calling is, okay, we're either going to run the ball or you know we're going to utilize Dallas Goddard or our route running abilities with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith and letting them run. Buffalo, on the other hand, they think every throw needs to be 40 yards down the field for a touchdown. And it's like, and that's the thing. When you have a tight end like Dawson Knox, you should be utilizing him and allowing him to get you close to first downs when you're in that second down cat or um, in a second down. Mm-hmm. But it's also worthy to note. It's like they targeted Stefan Diggs 10 times and he only caught four balls for 35 yards. When you start targeting him that much, you kind of need to have like that second option. And I think that's why, you know, Gabe Davis isn't super reliable because he's hit or miss. Yeah. And then, is Joe Burrow a top three QB? Yeah. He's got to be now after this. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. He has a, he has a really good tight end. He has three really, really good receivers, um, two good running backs. He has a very good system he's playing in. But the way he handles the games, um, like I said, you know, it was going to come down to if one of the quarterbacks made big mistakes – um, it really didn't come down to that. It was it kind of helped a little bit, but you know, Josh Allen zero touchdowns, interception. Joe Burrow two touchdowns, zero interceptions, and you know, I think that's the difference between um, you know Joe Burrow and Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, what what do you think about the whole Stephon Diggs thing? I don't know. He, he's weird after they lose playoff games. I mean, let's be real, though. He's had some bad history. I mean, first off, when he was with Minnesota, they got absolutely shit-kicked by the Eagles. And then last year was the whole Patrick Mahomes thing where he came back in 13 seconds. And this year they got rocked again. But, I know, but, like, it's crazy to think you're going to win the Super Bowl every year. But they are thinking that because they're professional athletes. But at the same yeah. time, like, I don't know what he has to get mad about. Like, he's targeted so much. He had the reception re- um leader like two years ago and for the past three years he's in top five in receptions every year so yeah and in the game he doesn't get the ball they utilize him all the time in the game he's yelling and screaming and it's like dude you got targeted 10 times like yeah it was slick conditions out like you can't expect to catch 10 balls every game but the thing is like people are saying he's gonna leave i don't see it i i really don't and if he does where is he gonna go 
to a team that is going to be able to take him right away, and they're going to go to a Super Bowl. Like, and he's not young. No, he's what thirty? Maybe. <laughs> what the hell? What happened? Nothing. Yeah, it's just I don't understand it. Oh, the only thing I was, I was he's he's twenty nine. There you go. The only other thing about this game. Eli Apple is a madman. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about him. <laughs> he's insane. I think he's the most hated player in the NFL. Oh, dude, he is just the biggest mouth on earth. And it's like, <laughs> really? It's like, I I don't get it. I don't get how you could. He's like the Patrick Beverly of the NFL. Yeah, but I mean, his team does keep winning, so. Yeah. All right. Do you want to go to the best game? Well, not the best game of the weekend, but maybe the funniest. Yes. 49ers, 19, Cowboys, 12. What yeah. the hell was that last play? Listen, here's the thing. That was the worst last play I've ever seen. But when you're down to three seconds, I, I don't know what people expected them to do. Like I know, but it just – they line up in this crazy formation. People are like, all right, maybe they have something cooking. They put Zeke at center. Zeke snaps the ball, gets instantly driven back 10 yards into the ground. They throw it to the receiver who gets instantly speared and just game over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, listen, when I saw that, it just makes me smile because <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys go in there. They're playing a close game. And they can't win it. It's like that is the Dallas Cowboys. Every year is their year, and they always choke. Oh, talking about choking. Can we all agree that Dak sucks now? Everybody got hyped that he had five touchdowns, but against an eight and nine Buccaneers team last week. That's not impressive. The Bucs suck. Everybody yeah. knew that. Dude, with, with the offense that Dallas has. He should be throwing for, like, 400 yards every game and three touchdowns. And, dude, here's the thing. He had two interceptions. One of them led to points. The other one didn't, but it was a bad interception. He should have had, like, four. He was trying to throw an interception that game. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't know how Jerry Jones can sit here and continue to have him as his quarterback. Like, that's just horrible. I I looked at his stats. He hasn't gone two games in a row without – a turnover since 2019. That's yep. insane. Yep. Also, Brett Maher's got to go. He's so lucky that ball got blocked. That thing was going to be wide left by at least 20 yards. Yeah, he's really inaccurate. Um, but Insane that he missed another one. And the, the Cowboys' woes keep going. 13th straight loss in the divisional round. Yeah. Do you do you have to get rid of Dak? I I think so. I I think they get rid of Dak and Mike McCarthy, bring in Sean Payton, and make the world's most hated team in the world by bringing in Tom Brady. Uh, I I can't see that happening, but I also can see that happening. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: if Dak goes, they have so many options they can go with as far as trading up to draft a quarterback or, you know, Derek Carr, Tom Brady, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, any of those guys. Mm-hmm. So I really think that um, this year with how many quarterbacks are on the market, he's going to be moved. And 
you know, I, I think that's one of those things where, um, you know, he hasn't been that terrible in years past, but the Cowboys have such a good team. They're not willing to throw it away to gamble and see if he'll regain form next year. Yeah. And he's pretty injury prone. Yeah. He's been injured quite a bit. Yeah. All right. 49ers. You scared? No. They look pretty good. That defense is very, very good. Yeah. Their, their defense is really, really good. Um, George Listen, Kittle looked insane. He actually literally looked insane. He's staring at the camera every five seconds, sticking his tongue out. Here's here's the thing. Um, actually, I'll just get into it when we talk about that. I'll just talk about San Francisco here. First well, off. We, we can just move into it. All right. Let's we can do a little bit of both. It. Okay. So here's the thing, and, and this is how I've been feeling. You look at Dallas, and Micah Parsons was shut down. And Demarcus Lawrence wasn't able to do much. I don't think that Dallas's defense is as good as Philly's. The reason is you have eight different guys, if not more, on Philly's D line that's either a starter or a backup that can create massive amounts of pressure and change the game. Um, I think next week is really going to show because Brock Purdy, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. They were held to 19 points. Um, I think Philly's pass rush is really going to come after Purdy. I think that he's going to be a little jumpy in this game, um, throwing the ball quick. And here's here's how I think it's going to play out. You're going to have, obviously, Bradbury and Slay on Samuel and Ayuk. And you're going to have C.J. Gardner-Johnson one-on-one with George Kittle all game. And I think if the Eagles' pass rush can come quick enough, which I believe they can because – San Francisco has a good offensive line, but they don't have a good enough offensive line to match four all-stars that Philly has on their D-line. I don't know about that. I I do know about that. The only thing that scares me is stopping Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and Christian McCaffrey running behind Trent Williams, I know you guys have great D-linemen, but none of them are getting past Trent Williams. Oh, no, I, I agree with you on that one, but here's what I'm saying. So you have Trent Williams, you have what, Mike McGlinchey, and mm-hmm. who's their other really good one? But you also have George Kittle, who's basically another lineman. He's the best blocking tight end in the game. I agree. But if you use him as a blocker, then you also take him out of the equation as far as the passing game. And I think that Darius Slay and um, James Bradbury are good enough to go out there and put the clamps on those guys. And I think the pass rush will have enough time to be able to get to them. Maybe it's a low-scoring game. What do you think about your offense? Because you said that the Eagles played Dallas, and so did the Niners. Dallas put up 40 on the Eagles, and then they put up 12 against the Niners. Well, if you remember correctly, um, first off, Dallas had two interceptions in this game, and that's what allowed San Francisco to get to 19 points. Um, but you need to realize here when Dallas played Philadelphia the second time, Gardner Minshew and that Eagles offense had what three or four turnovers and lost that game. Mm -hmm. Um, very uncharacteristic of Jalen hurts to make mistakes like Dak Prescott does. And I think that's going to be a difference between San Francisco pouring on points and them not pouring on points. Um, I I think this game is going to be huge on, um, Dallas Goddard and allowing him to catch the ball and run. And then once they start having to pick him up, 
then it's going to be single coverage for A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, who are good enough to test those corners. You don't think Fred Warner can cover Dallas Goddard? He's not very fast. Who, Dallas Goddard? Yeah. I think Fred Warner can, but here's the thing. Dallas Goddard, dude, he is crazy at catching the ball. Yeah, he's Gave, good. Listen, here's I think the thing. You, I think you're undermining this 49ers defense. No, I'm not. Here's the thing, and I'm going to give it to you right now. Philadelphia is going to go out there, and they are going to cook the 49ers. Plain as, plain as day. They are going to cook them, and everyone's going to take back everything that they've said about Philadelphia. Brock Purdy is not going to look good because of the Eagles' pass rush. I'm tired of being so reserved about this. The Philadelphia pass rush is going to harass Brock Purdy. Their secondary is going to put the clamps on George Kittle, on Debo Samuel, on Brandon Ayuk, and Jalen Hurts is going to show exactly why everybody has been underestimating him all year, and they are going to put up over 30 points on the San Francisco team. All right, we'll see. All right. Next game, Bengals at Chiefs. Yep, I'm taking the Bengals. I love the Bengals in this one. They own the Chiefs. Yep, listen, here's the thing. Game plan, you take you take Travis Kelsey out of the game. And yep. what, is, what is Mahomes going to do? He can't scramble out of the pocket. That is what allows the Kansas City Chiefs uh, receivers to get the ball because when he gets out of the pocket, the eyes kind of fixate on him and then his receivers can kind of work into one of those soft spots in the defense, and Patrick Mahomes takes advantage of that. With the high ankle sprain, there's no way they're beating Cincinnati unless Joe Burrow just has the worst game on earth. Yeah, exactly what I was thinking. And especially without Tyreek this year, none of their receivers are going to dominate and get open on their routes. Yeah. Like, Juju's not very fast. Tony's fast but not a great route runner so yeah and and that's the thing so I think that they're going to take their best corner and they're going to put him on Travis Kelsey maybe even double team because I wouldn't be scared of Juju I -hmm. wouldn't be scared of Valdez Scantling I would gamble and take my chances with stopping Travis Kelsey rather than letting him get the ball oh of course but and especially with Cincinnati has a great front four that can get pressure without blitzing. Absolutely. And I think Kansas City's defense is weaker than um, it's ever been. And Mm -hmm. I think that's going to play a big part in this game. But you also need to look at the fact of look at how banged up Patrick Mahomes was last week. If they get pressure on that offensive line, how long is Patrick Mahomes going to be able to hold up? Yeah. If, If someone falls on him. It, yeah, I don't know how he's going to pivot out of the pocket or do much. Yeah, and, and a big part of his game is like, yes, he can make throws from the pocket, but, you know, he's one of those guys, you see it all the time, where he dances around in the pocket, he finds that opening where he can sling the ball, and it's like, dude, you're not going to be able to do that much. It, and I think Cincinnati is going to bring a lot of pressure, but um, I think it's really going to hurt him in the red zone because almost – 80% of their touchdowns are him rolling to the right and flipping it underhand behind the line of scrimmage, just like Travis Kelsey at sitting in the flat. Yeah. Like you have to have a almost whole nother red zone offense because of this. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, you know, you were talking about Kansas city's offense, even if Kansas city somehow goes out and puts up 30 points, 
dude, the Bengals are going to put up at least that many points. Yeah, they can't Lamar stop. Chase, Chase. Hurst, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. Dude, they got everybody. I mean, Chase and Burrow themselves just own the Chiefs. Yeah. Burrow's 3-0 against them in his career. 2-0 against them in Arrowhead. Like, Yeah, I – yeah, and here's the thing with um, Kansas City, too, is so they were talking about the run game for Kansas City. First off, I don't think the run game is going to be able to do much. Mm-hmm. But second off, that Isaiah Pacheco, he hasn't done much all year. And last game, the Jags um, allowed him to have 95 yards. That's not going to happen against Cincinnati. And that was a big reason why they were able to win. Yeah, the Jags' two biggest vulnerabilities were tight ends and running backs this year. And the Chiefs got lucky that that's what matched up. Yep. And and like we were talking about, so once you get past Travis Kelsey, who had 17 targets, you have Kadarius Toney with five catches, Juju with two, and everyone else had one or zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the thing. I would much rather take my chances with Kelsey. I mean, he is one of the biggest, most dominant forces in the NFL. Yeah. So I, th- who? Okay. So first off, I'm taking Cincy to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, same. What What's your pick in Philly, San Fran? You know my pick, San Fran. Yeah, I'm never gonna pick the Eagles. Why? Because I just hate the Eagles, and I don't think they're gonna beat the 49ers. Honestly, though. All right. Do you want to make another bet on that? No, I mean, we can. You, know, I've been a Niners fan my whole life. You know, born and bred. So. What? It's a joke. I just hate the Eagles. I was going to say, what the hell, man? No. All right, so next up. I almost we... think it's like, this oh. is going to sound so dumb, but I think it's almost worse for the Niners to win the Super Bowl this year because then they're kind of screwed at the quarterback position because I do not think Brock Purdy is like a franchise QB. Yeah. Because um... they, they're going to kind of end up in the Eagles thing where it's like, okay, now do we keep Foles or do we get rid of Wentz? It's like the weird – Yeah. It's going to be a weird dynamic if they win the Super Bowl. And then there's Jimmy G still. Yeah. But, Rhett, listen, I, I know we talked about this, and I know that that Eagles haven't played anybody super crazy, but they have had some good games on their schedule, okay? But, uh, dude, I'm looking at San Fran. They beat the Panthers, they beat the Rams, they beat the Falcons, they lost to the Chiefs bad, they beat the Chargers, they beat the Rams again, they beat the Cardinals, they beat the Saints, they beat the Dolphins when Tua was out, they beat the Buccaneers, the Seahawks, the Commanders, the Raiders, uh, the Cardinals again, the Seahawks, and then the Cowboys. Tell me what team in there other than the Cowboys is actually good that they beat. I understand that, but you can't say that when the Eagles has also had a very easy schedule. Yes, but dude, here's the thing, okay? Other than other than Dallas last week and um, Seattle, which they played three times because obviously they're divisional opponents. Mm-hmm. Philly played the Vikings. They played Who the got Lions beat by the Giants when the, when the Lions were hot. The li- that was not when the Lions were hot. That was Week One. How do you yes, be hot they, week dude, one? How can you be hot but, week one? 
38-35, and then DeAndre Swift and DJ Chark got hurt, and that was a big part of their offense. Okay, so after that game, they ended up going 1-6 and six until they started going well. Just saying. Yes. They beat the Jaguars when they were like 4-1. and one. No, they beat them when they were 2-1. and one. Was it 2-1? and one? Yeah, it was very early in the season. It was 3-1. and one. And I think it was 2-1. and one. I'm looking at it right now. What was it, 3-1? and one? Yes. Okay, well, you can't say that the Jaguars were better then than they were now. They beat the Cowboys. They beat the Packers. They no, beat... that's after they went on their run. This is before. They were what? After that game, they ended up being, what, 3-6 and six before they won out? 3-7. and 3-7. and seven. Yes. So they had all their wins already by the time you guys played them. Before yes. that. But if you put the Eagles schedule next to the Niners, I think the Eagles schedule is harder. By, not by much, but it's still harder because you're not facing bottom-of-the-barrel teams that didn't even sniff the playoffs. Yeah, I mean – what I'm saying is your argument isn't that strong because of how bad the Eagles' schedule was. No, I, and that's what I'm saying. Okay, it's not that strong, but it's still worthy to note that Dallas or San Francisco still hasn't faced a force like Philadelphia. Okay, and Philadelphia hasn't faced anybody like 49ers. I'm telling you, dude, <laughs> Eagles, Eagles are going to take it to them. Okay. I think it's very um, possible the Eagles win. I don't think they're going to blow them out like you think. All right. I think they are, but that's just me. Okay. All right. Anyway, um, next thing I want to talk about is so players, one player from each team, and we're going to rank them one through four as far as like our most valuable going into the playoffs. Okay. For each team? Yes. Okay. Because I already have my one, two, three, and four picked out. Oh, God. Let's do this shit on the fly. All right. Let's go. All right. My number one, Joe Burrow. He's the most important to Cincinnati. If something happens to him um, or he doesn't play well, Cincinnati's don't. He's okay. the most important and vital to their team. I would also say Joe Burrow won. Okay. Number two, I have Jalen Hurts. Okay. I have Jalen just because we saw what happened when he was out, and he's playing at an incredibly high level. That's my two. Okay. I would take Christian McCaffrey because he's a great running back. And there's probably he's probably the best safety valve for a rookie quarterback like that to just dump off in the flat. Okay. Um, my number three then is going to be um, George Kittle for San Fran, just because I think he's the ultimate safety net, and we've seen how much Brock Purdy has utilized him. Okay, I'm going to go Travis Kelsey because that that literally he's the whole offense. Yep, and that's my number four is Travis Kelsey. Okay, so my number four would be Jalen Hurts. Okay. So you you don't think Jalen Hurts is as important if he would go out and get hurt as those other three guys? Yeah. Okay. Oh, because out of all these four teams, I think the Eagles are the best backup quarterback. They wouldn't be as screwed as everybody else. Like who's who is the Bengals backup? Do you know? Nope. Me neither. The the 49ers would be do they even have a backup? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna switch my answer, but I'm gonna keep them in the same order. I'm gonna go Lane Johnson. Okay. I'm gonna go Lane Johnson at number two. I think if the Eagles lose him, they're gonna have major issues because he is the most underrated offensive lineman in the whole NFL. 
I don't I don't get jealous about Eagles players and I hate Eagles players. I'd never want to have any. But I'm jealous of Jason Kelsey. That man just throws people. Dude, he he is a Philly legend. <laughs> but dude, you you can't tell me that Lane Johnson, okay, this guy, this is like the third time he's gotten injured to the point where he needs surgery and he's playing through the playoffs. And he hasn't what? let up a sack in like two years. Yeah, he's an animal. That's what I'm saying. He he might be the most important. Okay. What else do you want to talk about? MVP race. What what do you think is going to happen? Um, it'll probably be Mahomes. The me- NFL media loves Mahomes. It's absurd. Yeah. But like I said, I think it should be Hurts, especially because they're what they only had one loss with him, and the only two games he was gone, they lost. Yeah. So. I just didn't know if there was something that was changing, like, what you thought. Like, maybe – because here's the thing. They're not picking the MVP – like, the MVP race is not solidified yet. Like, they're still counting these first couple playoff games. So, I don't know if Joe Burrow would sneak in there as maybe the dark horse to win it. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just think that the Eagles' record in season – how dominant their like season was it's hard to not give it to Hertz. yeah especially like how much of an improvement he made from last year too so um what else we got to talk about what where do you think Lamar Jackson's gonna go I don't know with the Ravens his relationship with the Ravens is so weird I can't tell if they like him or hate him Dude, I'd get rid of him in a heartbeat. Where would he even go? Dude, I don't I wouldn't. Everybody keeps saying all these quarterbacks can end up at the Jets, but the Jets is the last place I'd want to go. You have to go against the Dolphins and the Bills in that division. And the AFC is a great like conference. Like Yeah. I Yeah. And even Miami, because here's the thing. As much as they say two is their quarterback, dude, I can't imagine they're going to not try and find a better safety blanket for him. Well, they said that last year the whole time they were hunting for Deshaun Watson. So I don't believe them when they say two is our guy. Yeah, there, there's no way after what happened this year. I would say <sighs> – dude, I, I feel like Lam- the dark horse for Lamar is Atlanta. Or the I think the commanders too. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, but and I don't know that Ron Rivera is the type of guy to like want his style of play. Well, I mean, he had Cam Newton. Yeah, but Cam Newton could actually throw somewhat decent. Lamar Jackson's the worst passer in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know. He knows how to deal with a running quarterback, though. So, dude, I could even see him going to Carolina. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, Carolina, that would be an easy way to get out of that division now that Tom Tom Brady's going to leave, right? Yeah, he's not come back to Tampa Bay, I don't think. Unless they would just go out and, like, kill it in the draft and free agency and, like, hiring, I, I don't know that he would want to go back. No, I'm pretty sure it's, like, 99% sure he's not coming back. Yeah. Like, even know. all the players, were like, the way he made it sound was, like, he's not coming back. If you were Tom Brady, where would you go? I'm telling you, if the Cowboys got Sean Payton, I'm going to the Cowboys. You wouldn't want to go to Miami. 
I don't know. Like, yeah, Miami would be Clemson. nice too, but he- hear me out on this one. People keep saying the Raiders, but I don't think the Raiders. The Raiders are awful. I hate the the Raiders somehow blow it every year. I think he knows that too. But here's the thing. If he goes to Miami, that team is already built. I know you have Josh Allen in that division, but you have the Jets with no quarterback, and you don't know if they're going to be able to take that next step. And then you have the Patriots, who have gotten such inconsistent quarterback play, and you don't know if you can trust them. So at worst, you're coming out second in that division. Yeah. I don't think it's like there's no chance he ends up there, especially because he wouldn't even have to move. It's still in Florida. And he's still in the warm. That's where he wants to be. Yeah. And he, well, like two years ago, that was a whole collusion thing that him and Sean Payton were going to go there and like be co owners. But he was going to play for him, right? Yeah. He was still going to be the QB. That's wild. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know, man. It's going to be a wild offseason because, yeah, it's going to be like an NBA type offseason when people are moving everywhere. Who do you think is going to Tennessee? I don't know who would want to go to Tennessee. You have no receivers and an aging Derrick Henry. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Is there cap space like in a good situation or not really? I don't know. Did they give Tannehill a crazy deal? I don't think they did. I don't think it was... I don't think Derrick Henry's on a crazy deal either. Yeah, I don't think he's even like top five paid running backs. Yeah, and they don't have any like crazy names on defense or offense. Burks, Traylon Burks is a rookie. So he's still on a rookie contract. And Robert Woods isn't getting paid much. They're good tight ends on a rookie contract. I don't know, dude. I could see Rodgers going there. Maybe. Well, they said they won't trade him anywhere in the NFC, so he has to go to the AFC. Oh, that's right. I did see that. Yeah. Dude, you know, here's the thing. Hear me out on this one. You know the most underrated team that one of the big-name quarterbacks go to? I know that they have Jared Goff, but the Detroit Lions are a very, very good destination. Yeah, but I like Goff. I think they like Goff, too. I know, but can Goff take him to the promised land is the real question. He's gone to the Super Bowl once. Yeah, but look at the team he had. Look at the team he has now. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think we will be fine. I think Jared Goff's got a lot of hate, but I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I think he's pretty consistent. I don't think he's like Aaron Rodgers, but I think he's like a top tier quarterback. I think he's I think he's a little better than Kirk Cousins. Yeah, I think he's more clutch. Like I think he understands how to play the game better. Like to know yeah. it. You think Kirk is going to go? No, he'll stay. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to think of like I mean Whatever quarterback goes to Indianapolis, unless they do something crazy, like that's going to be a horrible destination. Yeah, that could be Rodgers, though. And I kind of think it could be, too. Because also, this is going to sound so dumb, but the Pat McAfee show, they're big friends with him, and they're based in Indianapolis, and he's always on that show. That's so. not I could see that. And, like, I don't know. Like, the thing for me is, here's the thing. The Colts have a good offensive line. They have a good defense. They have a really good running back. And I think they all played subpar this year. And if they can hit home in free agency in the draft, I mean, why would Aaron Rodgers not want to go there? He'd be in a weaker division. 
Um, and he'd have a very good shot at um, winning or being runner-up in the division and having a good record with that crappy division to make the wild card at the very least. No, yeah, they'd definitely win the division if they went there. Also, I don't, I, they're I don't, another place uh, with, like, their cap should be fine. They don't have any big players or big names. Yeah, they don't spend much. But I here's the thing. I don't think that they would be able to beat Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is going to take that next big step. Yeah, they're good. I think Jacksonville is going to be like the first year that Doug was with Wentz, and then the very next year he just went ballistic, and then they went to the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be something close to that. Yeah. I mean, because look at what they did this year with that roster, and they almost knocked off Kansas City. Like, mm. Yeah, because people were clowning them this year's free agency for like paying so much for Kirk and them, but still, it worked. Well, here's the thing, though. Dude, they could have got Kirk for half the amount of money they paid him, and he would have done the same thing. Well, the only thing is, though, it's like you're going to have to pay guys a lot of money to go to Jacksonville. Be like, hey, we suck. We haven't done anything for a while. You're going to have to pay them before you prove that you're good. Yeah, and I think now maybe that teams know that they're on the rise. Like, it'll be easier to get yeah. uh, players there. That's true. I didn't really think about that. Anything else? Um, trying to think. Oh, let me see what I had on my notes. Okay. Oh, did you see Bill O'Brien went back to the Patriots? Yeah, I don't think that really means anything. He's a good offensive coordinator, but they have no weapons for Mac, so until they uh, get weapons. I just got a thing that says Aaron Rodgers linked to Colts. Look look at that. Yeah. What do you think about um Jordan Love? I don't know. He's seen like what, like eight snaps? Like it's kinda hard to tell. He had, like, two good drives against Philly, and everyone's like, oh, my God, like, he's really good. And it's like, eh, no, not really. <laughs> okay, so do you want to do a top three of our favorite and top three of our least favorite players in the league? Oh, I'd love to. Okay. You want to start off with most hated players? Like, my personal hated players? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I'll start. Number one is Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Love the guy. Great football player. I have nothing against him. Like, he's never done anything annoying, except for having an annoying wife and annoying brother. Yeah. But just the way the media just rides this man's meat 24-7. Yeah. I really couldn't watch the Jaguars game. It was so bad how much Chris Collinsworth was just up his ass. Oh, yeah. It's- I mean, every play is like, only a- Patrick Mahomes can make this play. And anybody in the league that ever makes a – a throw off platform instantly. They compare him to Patrick Mahomes. Like nobody's ever done that before. Yeah, it's just. Uh, well, that's my number one hater. How about you? My number one. I I think this is the easiest answer that I have. Jalen Rager. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I hate that fucker. <laughs> I absolutely hate him. Who's your number two? I think not that many people I don't like in the NFL. Hmm. I can give you my number two. I don't hate Dak. He's just fun to make fun of, so I wouldn't put him there. I I hate C.D. Lamb. Why? 
dude, he's just like so cocky when he plays. I just I hate him. Hmm. You could even put Trayvon Diggs there. One of those two. Yeah. I think Trayvon Diggs is overrated. Yeah. Oh, I hate Evan Ingram because now he's actually good and can catch the fucking football. He <laughs> pisses me off now. Yeah. Oh. I'm trying to think who my number three would be. Um. Probably, if I had to go with my third, like, player that I just hate. Oh, I know mine. Easy. Who? Aaron Rodgers. I can't stand Aaron Rodgers. I find him so cocky and such, like, a crybaby. And just every year does the same thing. Oh, I might retire, you know. Team isn't that good. They don't really get me any players, so I might just retire. And then he comes back and plays for him again. He just seems such a selfish quarterback. I don't know. Yeah, I think I'll go Brady. Uh, Brady always ticks me off because, dude, he's all, what I hate is he's always talking to the refs and he's always like trying to get calls or smashing something or yelling and screaming. And it's like, dude, you have seven Super Bowls or six Super Bowls, whatever you got. Like, relax, man. Yeah. Okay, well, number one, my favorite is Tom Brady. He's just the greatest of all time. Still just slinging it at 45. I just. What is there not to love? Yeah, I think I got to go Jalen Hurts, number one. Oh, shocker. Yeah, I have to. I, I love the guy. Um, my number two would probably be, I'm trying to think, like, oh, probably Trace McSorley, number two. I. I know he doesn't play a lot, and he's not super great, but, like, oh, Penn State. Okay. Yeah, Penn State, we are. I'll pick my number two. This one's for all the women that listen to our podcast. Joe Burrow. Love him. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. He's kind of weird, too. Yeah, he is kind of odd. He is, he is a little weird. I don't know. Something about him. He's just goofy to watch. Yeah. And then my number three would be George Kittle. He's also very weird. Okay. But he's also in very good at football, so he's just fun to watch. My number three is going to be an obscure one, and you're probably going to be like, okay, I see why, but Allen Robinson, my number three. You're just going for Penn State players. Dude, I always wanted him to come to Philly. He's the reason, like, if I wasn't an Eagles fan, I'd be a Jags fan, just because of him. Wow. Yeah. All right. Do you want to wrap it up? Yeah. You want to wrap it up? Sure. sure. Why not? All right. See ya. See ya.